Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Euro Trip, the first episode of the Euro Trip post national final season 2022, and more importantly, the first episode of the Euro Trip since me and James got back from Stockholm. <sighs> Blimey, Eilish. God, I'm still. <laughs> can, you, can you tell I'm still tired? Blimey. We didn't get a lot of sleep at all. I was going to say just on Saturday night into Sunday over the weekend, of which we'll tell you why shortly. Uh, but we didn't really get much sleep at all, did we? You were on a sofa as well, bless you. But you seemed happy enough. It was a comfortable sofa, but I could have been sleeping on anything and I wouldn't have got nearly near as much sleep as I should have done over the last few days when we are in Stockholm. Because it was a very busy few days for us, wasn't it? Of course, you know that with the amount of podcasts we brought you. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed everything that came from Melody Festival in 2022. I think the last episode we did there, so the previous episode to this one that you're listening to now, if you've not listened to it yet, all the reaction from the Melfest final, honestly, I think both of our favourite episodes we've ever done. Yeah, totally agree. Genuinely, my favourite ever episode of the Eurotrip in any kind that we've ever done. We were just so buzzing from what was an amazing final of Melfest. We were outside with the crowd. We were then back inside chatting to some of the artists. Oh, yeah. If you haven't listened to that one already, please go and listen to it now or after this one, because like we say, it was genuinely one of our favourites we've ever done. But because of all that, because of how busy we were in Stockholm, and of course because we're a little bit tired, and because national final season has come to an end, today's episode is going to sound a little bit different. It's still going to be very good though, so make sure you stay there for the whole thing, because we've got lots of very, very fun things planned. And we'll have all the goss from the Melfest after party, which is one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, why we're still so tired. Yeah, so if that doesn't want to make you stick around to listen to the episode, I don't know what will. So let's get on with it, shall we? It's time for the Eurotrip. 
Also Jonna Alessandro, I said, take it away. Hi, we are Dave Magnet, and you're listening to Eurotrip. I don't close any doors. I love Eurovision, I love Berlin Festival, and it will always be a part of me. That night, I found myself live on Russian state television for, for Russia's Song for Europe. I said to Joe, send BBC Teenage Life. Maybe two weeks later, I was at a press conference and I was on Making Your Mind Up. Everyone was like, Eldar, come, celebrate with us. The end of filming, they put honey on my face and I needed to be, you know, sexy with this honey on my face. Hi there, my name is Martin Estadal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favorite Eurovision podcast with me, Rob. Me, James. And this week, we've already mentioned we're doing things a little bit differently, but we are joined by not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six of the winners of their national finals. We had a pretty good strike rate, I'd say, during national final season over the last, how long is it now, eight weeks now? I don't even know how long it was. We spoke to so many artists who were vying to represent their country at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. And we spoke to six of them who actually went on to win. So today, we're going to take you back in time to hear from them again, to see what they were telling us before they actually won, which is very exciting, to see what frame of mind they were all in before they got the ticket to Turin. Yeah, some really nice moments in those interviews that, to be honest with you, I'd completely forgotten about. Like, for example, the moment where Cornelia Jacobs just says something like, I really hope people like my song. Uh, Cornelia, turns out, they, they, they did. And uh, they're looking forward to seeing it in Turin. But yeah, so we've got that coming up later on. Also, we'll be hearing from uh, from Rachel Mackay. Now, Rachel, you may remember, was on the podcast a good few months ago now, maybe six or so months ago, from Iceland. She is she has been working on the Eurovision Museum in Husvik in Iceland. Anyway, she was at Songva Ketnin, or at least the dress rehearsal of Songva Ketnin over the weekend. So she sent us a lovely little piece from the Icelandic capital. And then, James, we've got a very, very lovely show and tell coming up later as well. Yeah, I'm not really too sure what you've actually got in store for us today. Well, if you remember a few months ago uh, when I found that playlist with all of the Eurovision theme tunes on it, it's a bit like that, but very, very fun. And it's going to get you in the mood for the Euro Club in Turin. So we've got all that and more still to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. So here we go then, another brand new episode of the Eurotrip podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to all of you that have been listening over the last week with all of our coverage of Merdi Festival in 2022 and what feels like ages ago now when we brought you our special episode on Sam Ryder representing the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest. Thank you to all of you who've listened to all of those because we have had a record week of listens here on the podcast. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible to see so many of you and so many new of you, that doesn't make sense, but we'll roll with it, uh, tuning in to the Eurotrip. More people than ever before have been clicking play on our podcast and it means the absolute world to us. And it's great. Well, I was going to say it's great to be back at home doing these. It's not. I'd much rather be out and about recording with you again, Rob. But here we are back to normal with a normal episode of the Eurotrip on a Wednesday. And actually, it's been a while since we did one of these because Andy Knoll did, uh, stepped in last week when I was a bit ill. So it's a good fortnight since you had a regular, normal episode of the Eurotrip. 
Yeah, you're lucky you got the call back, to be honest. Uh, Andy was good, wasn't he, last week? I he was you good. Listen, you were listening at home. Uh, the listeners will be desperate to know. I think they know this already because obviously they've listened over the weekend. But uh, they'll be desperate to know that you're uh, back fighting fit again now. Back fighting fit. It was touch and go last week, wasn't it? The day we were flying out to Stockholm and I woke up, I was at Rob's house before we flew. And uh, I said... I'm not feeling too grand here. And honestly, it was touch and go whether I was going to get on that plane on that morning, wasn't it? Yeah, I tell you, listeners, I was I was delighted to have some Febreze knocking around, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what an incredible time, of course, we had over in Stockholm over the weekend. I promise you at some point we'll stop talking about Stockholm, but it's not likely to happen anytime soon. We promised you in the introduction that we would give you the gossip from the official Melody Festival and After Party, which we will in a second. But James, before that happened, can we go back in time once again to Saturday night after the final and when we were recording our special episode, which went out on Monday? We were both very lucky to get very close and personal to the runner-up and the winner of Melody Festival in 2022. I just wanted to remind the listeners of, uh, of what were some very special moments yeah, it was hugs all around, wasn't it, after the final of Melfest this year. Um, let me take you back to February. I remember bringing you an interview with Anders Bagger, an interview that almost didn't happen here on the podcast because he he failed to arrive to the scheduled Zoom interview. And then a few hours later, he called me at home. I was just lying on the sofa watching TV and Anders called me. And I reminded him of that incident after the final of Melfest at the weekend and here's what happened when I reminded him of that very fact. Do you know what, Anders? I remember a few weeks ago when I was lying on my sofa at home and you called me because you'd missed my interview. Do you remember? Yes. Do you know what? I couldn't place you. <laughs> I, I, know, I know this guy. Did he interview me at the hotel? But we were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Yes. I love this guy. I love this guy. Such a lovely moment, of which, James, people can uh, people can see kind of a story in four parts on your Twitter account, can't they? Yeah, they can. Head over to at Mr. James Rowe on Twitter. That's my Twitter account. And you can see the four images and you can see the realisation on Anders' face as he remembers who I am. And you heard that part in the uh, in that little clip we just played you there. Oh, such a likeable guy, isn't he? You can really understand why he was so, so popular with the Televote public over in Sweden at the weekend. And then came something which we got, and I can guarantee about 99% of the Swedish population would have liked on Saturday night. We got a hug from Melfest winner, Cornelia Jacobs. Now, you may remember, and I've said this many times, she was the very first interview that I did on our series of Melfest Monday. So we were talking to her before the hype. We talked to her before Hold Me Closer was released. You'll hear that interview or some of it at least later on in our national final little medley that we've got in store for you. But she remembered that. And that meant that after all of the press had spoken to her, she'd got through the long line of reporters wanting to chat to her. She was then stood in front of me and James. And the interview ended like this. Not a bad belated 30th birthday present. The best present in the world. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Yoso. Congratulations. Congratulations. I don't think I'm ever washing that jumper again. (laughs) Knowing your habits anyway, I don't think it would have been washed whether you'd got the hug or not, if I'm perfectly honest with you, Rob. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, I've got no evidence to base that on, but, you know, who's going to criticise me for that? 
Well, shortly after that, anyway, we headed to the Melody Festival and After Party. Now, this is where we left our last episode on a little cliffhanger. We just got on the bus. We were about to go to the official Melody Festival and After Party. Now, this is like the biggest VIP party in Sweden. And me and James were there. We had our wristbands so we could get in. And it was as ridiculous as you would imagine. It was the hottest ticket in town, wasn't it? Going into that venue, the grandest of venues you could probably ever see. And it was just a who's who of Sweden's music industry. I remember getting stuck on the stairs next to Axel Schillstrom, Linnea Deb as well. She was in front of me on the stairs. And then once you got to the top, then you walked inside one of the rooms and all the artists were there. It was behind a rope, wasn't it? You had to have a special wristband to get there but that's when all the artists took to the stage again didn't they yeah they did they all performed again and we saw cornelia jacobs performing stood on top of a table while she was spraying champagne everywhere and um, also in that room i nearly spilt a drink over linda bensing at the bar <laughs> i didn't realize she was stood right in front of me and i nearly sent her champagne flying so that was a little bit awkward at one point and then there was an incident involving a food buffet that we weren't supposed to eat yeah, didn't you walk up to it and say, I'd like some of this food? And the guy said, he, well, he, he said no, didn't he? But you took that as yes and filled your plate with couscous and all sorts, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. What happened was I heard, I overheard him say to somebody else, this is the wristband buffet. And here's me thinking, well, I've got a wristband on, so this must be for us. Turns out he meant a different wristband, not the red one that me and James were wearing. Uh, but by the point that we'd filled our plates up, it was too late. And the man just sort of left out a big sigh and went, just go and eat those over there, fellas. <laughs> it was a very nice buffet, I tell you that much. Turned out it was meant for the artists. So if, uh, I don't know, if Alvaro Estrella didn't get his dinner on Saturday, that was uh, that was probably our fault. Yeah, you're the one to blame for that one. Yeah, but what, what a great experience that was. Not just the after party, but the entire Melfest weekend. We thoroughly enjoyed being there and hopefully you felt like you were at least there with us in spirit because we loved bringing you all that content and honestly I for one can't wait to bring you that again in around 12 months time. Absolutely. Melfest Monday 2023. You heard it here first. We'll definitely be back with that next year and James before the very latest news from the world of Eurovision. Do you want to tell everybody what time we went to bed on uh, Sunday morning? I would tell them if I could remember. James can't remember. I think it was about 5am and we had to get up at 8am to get our flight home. Uh, rest assured, me and James just sat next to each other on the flight and I don't think spoke to each other at all. From takeoff to landing, I don't think we uh, don't think we've said anything to each other. We were just so tired. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email and for all the exclusive stories, EurotripPodcast.com. Now, speaking of stories and all things news, let's give you a roundup of everything that's been happening in the world of Eurovision over the last seven days. Now, I know we've been with you quite a bit since last Wednesday, but I'm going to round up everything, even if we've covered it off a little bit in the bonus episodes you've heard from us. So we now have 
each and every one of the 40 artists who will be performing in Turin. We don't necessarily have all the songs yet. Both Rosalind for Armenia and Nadia Rustamli for Azerbaijan have been confirmed, but their songs are due out soon. Now, the following countries have all announced their artists and songs in the last week. That's Cyprus, Austria, Georgia, Greece, Belgium and the UK. Let's take a listen. Andromache with Ella for Cyprus, Lumix and Pia Maria with Halo for Austria, Circus Mercus with Lock Me In for Georgia, Amanda Tenfjord with Diet Together for Greece, Jeremy Mackiers with Miss You for Belgium and of course Sam Ryder with Spaceman for the UK. But that's not all. There was also a few national selections at the weekend with Portugal, Iceland and of course Sweden concluding their processes, meaning we now also have Maru for Portugal Sigge, Better and Aline for Iceland and Cornelia Jacobs for Sweden. And finally, in terms of songs at least, Israel's Michael Ben David has released a revamp of his song, as have We Are Dommy for the Czech Republic and Andrea for North Macedonia. That's not as dramatic as Malta though, as Emma Muscat has binned off her song Out of Sight that she won the national <laughs> final with and will instead compete with a brand new song called I Am What I Am. Now, a couple of other bits of news for you now. The Heads of Delegation meeting took place at the start of the week. That was where Italian broadcaster Rai could formally update participating countries on their organisation of this year's contest so far. It was also the time where Italy's position for the grand final was randomly drawn, as is always the case for the host countries, meaning Mahmoud and Blanco will sing in ninth place. 
in the final. And finally, despite no tickets actually being on sale yet, somebody somewhere does know how many seats there'll be as the stage construction has commenced inside the Pala Olimpico. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it, that things have just slowed down a little bit. It means that we can kind of catch our breath, which we definitely need to after not even just the last few days, but the last few months have been absolutely chaos trying to get you as many sort of national finalists and guests here on the podcast but yeah we'll catch our breath for a little bit and then next week we will be properly full steam ahead looking forward to Turin with the first of our special interviews with some of the artists of Eurovision 2022. Yeah the the busiest period I'd say national selection season has come to an end. We're going to ease off for a little bit, but then it's full steam ahead, isn't it, towards Turin. Now, in the new section just there, I did mention that Iceland have finally chosen their artist and song for Turin. And if you remember, a few weeks ago, I should say a few months ago, actually, we did a very special episode talking about the Eurovision Museum in Husavik. And a lovely lady called Rachel Mackay, who works for the museum team, went over there and gave us some audio diaries about her experience well she's been back to iceland hasn't she rob she certainly has yeah she has been back to the museum of course because they are now fully open all of the exciting exhibitions that you can possibly go over there and see are now ready to go for for any sort of willing eurovision fan who wants to make the trip over to iceland but of course her trip coincided with this weekend's final of Song for Kepnin, and Rachel was lucky enough to attend the dress rehearsal. And now we cross to a car park in Reykjavik, and here's what Rachel had to tell us after that dress rehearsal had finished on Friday evening. Hello, Eurotrip, this is Reykjavik calling. Um, my name is Rachel Mackay, and you might remember me from the episode about Husavik. In Iceland, I'm a consultant on the um, Eurovision Song Contest exhibition in Husavik in North Iceland. And I've been back uh, working there for a week and my visit to Iceland has not entirely accidentally coincided with Songvakepnin. And so today I flew from Husavik down to Reykjavik to watch the dress rehearsal of Songvakepnin. And so I'm speaking to you now in a very cold, dark car park outside um, RVK Studios outside of Reykjavik whilst I try and look for a taxi. Um, this night was amazing. I have to say, it was slightly odd because obviously we watched all the performances and then didn't get to find out who won. But nevertheless, it was really, really cool to see there, to be there. Um, I would say in the hall, the ones that went down best were probably the Daughters of Reykjavik. They were getting a really good reaction. And actually, Stefan Olli was getting a lot of traction throughout the night the more his song was replayed the more cheers he seemed to be getting and people were really loving that song so it's going to be really interesting to see who triumphs tomorrow night um also some great performances in between the song of the captain songs we had daddy Freire making a surprise appearance well a surprise to me anyway because i don't speak icelandic and wasn't sure what was going on but also uh Tuss from uh sweden uh from rotterdam last year singing voices which was real brilliant so yeah, a really, really good night and just lovely to be there. A bit of a dream come true for me. And uh, yeah, I better go before my battery dies and uh, I'm left stranded outside of Reykjavik somewhere. But um, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Just nice, isn't it, to hear from a voice 
out on location, having had a couple of years now of not being able to go anywhere, not being able to do very much, it's nice that that element of travel is back and we'll do our best to bring you some more moments like that here on the podcast over the next few weeks. Rachel, of course, there, speaking on Friday, Notice she didn't mention the names of the winners there. So they obviously didn't catch Rachel's attention in the dress rehearsal. She was thinking the uh, Daughters of Reykjavik, of course, formerly of this podcast, could win. But uh, but they didn't quite do it. Of course, they were in second place. But genuinely, if you want to send us any audio like Rachel did there, please do. If you're attending any of the pre-parties, whether that's in Barcelona or London or Amsterdam, wherever it is, if you've got any thoughts you want to send us, just pop us a voice memo over on the email, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. We'll have a listen and we'll play some of the best on the podcast. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, that would be good fun, wouldn't it? Of course, loads of you will be attending some Eurovision events over the next few weeks and months or so, and loads of other Eurovision fans won't be able to get out there. So if you want to take people behind the scenes, then as Rob says, send us a voice note over. We'd love to hear from you. For any Eurovision fan who's heading to Turin, a lot of people don't know whether they are or not, because at the point at which we're recording this, we don't know anything about tickets. But anyway, there will be a Euro club in Turin, and we're going to hear, of course, all of the hits. Me and James were bopping away to all of the hits in uh, in Stockholm on Saturday night, let me tell you. But I have found something to get us in the mood, because you may remember a few months ago here on the podcast, I found a playlist on Spotify of some Eurovision theme music, some long lost Eurovision theme music that I had completely forgotten about. Well, I found another playlist. And this, once again, comes courtesy of Spotify legend, I'm going to call him, because he's the man that seems to create every Eurovision playlist under the sun. It's Martin Philip Falanga. So Martin, thank you so much for doing this once again. And James, I bring you Eurovision remixes. Now I thought I'd start with a good one. Of course, you know what this is already. You're just hearing to the start of this. James, can you work out what it is? It's it's Mons, isn't it? With heroes, it's got to be. Well, I mean, you know that now. He's singing <laughs> on the remix now. Yeah, this is a good one. So this is a good example. This is the B.O.Y. remix of uh, Mons Zermelau's Heroes. It's, it's just a good one. I play this sometimes when I go for a run. really gets you going. But it is safe to say there are some others in this playlist that aren't quite at this standard, I would say. We'll, we'll just stick with this just for a little while. Because uh, here comes the chorus. Yeah, I can see why you would run to this one. It seems it's a real pumping energy one, isn't it? It gets you, gets you motivated. It certainly does. Now, let's just stay with it a little bit longer. Because here comes the good bit. This, this goes somewhere I don't think you'd expect it to go. Here we go. Getting ravey. Is this your pitch to be the DJ inside the Euro Club now? Yeah, if Zoe London's busy. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, fancy a bit of that? Oh, that's very good, isn't it? Loving the sound of that one. Right, okay. Well, from that, let's go to one of the artists from Eurovision 2021. Now, let's press play on this. Now, already... Already, this is a bit of me, this. And I thought I'd bring this to you because I know she's a favourite of yours. It's Albina from Croatia. 
Yeah, I don't know where that favourite of mine actually came from. I think you <laughs> you put those words in my mouth. Not against it, by any means. And if there's a bit of a remix involved, then maybe I'm going to get on board even more. Yeah, that is... Uh, I think that comes from... Do you remember the Eurovision calendar chat from a while ago? <laughs> oh, that's a... God, that's a conversation from the past, isn't it? That still didn't arrive in the post, I must admit. Now, TikTok was one of my favourite songs of Eurovision 2021, and I think this just elevates it a little bit. Oh, listen to that slapping beat. Oh, Whoa. Right, so we've started with a couple of good ones, okay? Things are going to take a turn. Although this is a good one, actually. This is a good one. So, so we're going to come out of Albina. There she goes. And now into, into this. Already. I mean, I say already. At this point, you don't really know what song it is. And now the drum beats come in. Still no. Still a bit mysterious, uh-huh. which is good because people will be on the dance floor. They'll be looking at each other, and they'll be going, "What's about to happen?" And then there she is. You can hear Calamira there. Ah, now this is very clever, isn't it? See what they've done there. Now this is one that I think would be nice kind of halfway through the night, so everyone's like a bit tired from dancing but they just need to, like, vibe for a little bit. That was a very pretentious sentence, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit of a reset for the night, this one, isn't it? When you're halfway through, you need this one, bring you down a bit, and then you go into some heavier stuff again, yeah? That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Uh, I said at the start of that that for a small amount of time, it was unclear as to which song that actually was. And that is exactly what I bring you with uh, the penultimate uh, presentation in this playlist, uh, which is uh, which is this remix here. Right, no idea what this is at this point, I'm guessing. No. Still, still nothing? Yeah, very curious about this one. Literally no idea. I didn't know where this was going either. Although, of everything I thought I might have heard, it wasn't this. (laughs) Even at this point, some people are still confused listening to this. Any idea who this is, James? I know what it is. What's the name again? Remind me of the name. It's so this obvious is, who it is. This is Zlata Ognievich. This is, uh, this is Ukraine 2013. Not a remix I thought I'd be hearing today, I must tell you. Well, it's funny you say that, because let me bring you the last remix as, uh, as Zlata blasts out there. Uh, James, I've got one more for you. And it comes from... A UK Eurovision legend. Now you say a legend from UK Eurovision. Not I, honestly, I still don't know what that is yet. <laughs> Maybe more of a legend from outside Eurovision. I don't know about you, but in my head, this sounds a little bit like a polyphonic ringtone. You know, the sort of thing that you'd pay about a fiver for in about 2007. <laughs> Maybe this would have done it even, well, I was going to say, even better than the original version at Eurovision. Could have done much worse. That's really something, isn't it? Should we let Bonnie play us out? Let's let Bonnie play us out. What a, what a, what a way to finish this segment of the podcast. Go on, Bonnie. Turn it up, everyone.
This is the Euro Trip. Well, somehow, we've got to move on from that remix of Bonnie Tyler to, <laughs> to hearing from some of the artists who are going to be representing their country at Eurovision 2022. And honestly, you won't believe this, but I found a segue that works because the man who wrote Bonnie Tyler's Believe in Me was a gentleman called Desmond Child, and he is responsible for the Rasmus song Jezebel at Eurovision this year. And Jezebel, of course, sung by the Rasmus, a group that we spoke to before the final of UMK 2022. Now, along with the Rasmus, we also spoke to Citizeni in Latvia, Brook in Ireland, Malik Harris in Germany, Cornelia Jacobs, of course, in Sweden, and Mauro in Portugal. All of them we spoke to before they got the ticket to Turin. Yes. So we thought we'd go back in time and we'd hear what happened when we spoke to these artists for the very first time, because I promise it is a really wholesome listen. So over the next 15 minutes or so, you're going to hear what happened when we sat down with these artists, when me and James spoke to them weeks, sometimes even months before they took to the stage in their national final. They were green behind the gills back then. All they wanted was your votes. Well, this is what happened. We're going to hear them in the order of which they qualified for Eurovision. So we will finish with Mauro, who of course qualified, I think in the early hours of Sunday morning over in Portugal. But we'll kick off with this. Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. So it's actually pretty simple. It's about uh, taking care about the environment that we're in. And uh, we saw that current efforts of uh, attracting young people to sorting their trash and to applying some vegetarianism or paying attention to what they're eating have not been as successful as we'd like them to be. So we thought, what would uh, attract their attention? And uh, sex attracts everybody's attention, right? So we tried to make it as sexy as we could. Can you remember hearing it for the first time or some of the lyrics that Yanis and Darkness had, had written and you remember thinking, what on earth is this? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it wasn't that uh, big of a surprise for us because uh, for uh, people out- outside of the Latvian, maybe it could be for Latvians, I guess our audience know that in Latvian we write kind of uh, similar lyrics, but in Latvian, yeah, it's, it's always a little bit uh, triggering, a little bit uh, weird. But uh, I would say it was also a little bit surprised that Yanis uh, uh, made this first line, especially. <laughs> you know, I think it's 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 what what we are doing. You know, we're trying to make these lyrics uh, stand out. You know. It is a really good song. It's really catchy. It's got people talking, so no doubt you're definitely going to pick up at least a handful of votes in the, in the semi-final <laughs> and then in the final. Uh, one last one from me. You guys can choose who answers it. What message do you have to all the people who are listening right now who may be in Latvia or maybe elsewhere across Europe and can somehow figure out a way of voting? What message do you have to those who will hopefully be able to vote for you in Supernova uh, in a few weeks' time? So firstly, keep on listening. And uh, secondly, consider 
taking our call to arms. Consider instead of meat, eating veggies and pussy. <laughs> thanks for joining us here on the Eurotrip. It's been lovely to chat to you all. James, thanks for inviting us. It was uh, it was nice. so 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 terrified like i don't access my own twitter account because i thought it was gonna go so horribly wrong but i've downloaded twitter happily because everyone is behind me like the reaction's been absolutely amazing i'm getting messages from all different countries all different eurovision song contests and um, fan pages and they're all saying our group chats are going crazy like they love it like they're here for it and i'm absolutely here for them song wasn't originally wrote it was written last year last Christmas after I went through a breakup and I wanted it to be nostalgic in that it has 80s like contemporary elements and also it has a conversational middle eight like naughties like kind of era I wanted to incorporate everything because I was reading Debbie Harry's like biography but as soon as we seen an open invitation for people to put their songs in a Eurovision platform for Ireland me and Ronan just bashed our heads together. Ronan's my my manager and we're like, this is absolutely perfect. Like this is a modernized version of what Eurovision could be this year. Like Eurovision is so cool now. Like look at Monoskin, look at what happened, look what's happened. Eurovision is so cool. This song is gonna take Ireland hopefully very far because of how like revolutionary it is and how with the times it is. So so modern. See, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Like Eurosong right now is my is my goal. After that, I'm going to contact Dana if I get there. If I get to that stage, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm completely manifesting it in my head. Like she's from Derry, Dana did it. I'm from Derry. Brooke can do it. Like I just need everybody to get behind me. I just I'm, I'm so I'm so jittery. I'm so excited. Brooke, good luck. We're so excited to see you perform in the Eurosong. And uh, yeah, let's catch up again soon. Good luck. Oh. Absolutely. I hope I'm here for another interview. I hope I'm still in the running. Pretty unexpected that we take part of the uh, competition because I think usually it's like uh, newcomers, mostly like younger acts and we've been around for us some time like you said but um i think because um, it's an open open invitation so last summer after struggling with covid for a year and a half i thought oh i gotta do something
<laughs> yeah, what did you think? What did the rest of the band think when you said, I've got this song and we might we might get to perform it at the Eurovision Song Contest? What did the guys say? Yeah, they were actually excited. I think um, we are lacking so much like these challenges nowadays. Like it's been so quiet, like my calendar's been empty. I've been just like surfing in Hawaii. <laughs> I don't want to do that for anymore. You know? <laughs> Two years is enough. So it's great that we have this challenge. And also at the same time, we have had uh, a new band member, uh, Emilia Empu, joined the band as a new guitarist. And uh, having her is a big change. But now that we have this challenge to overcome, we have to con conquer something together it's really good for the band because we can you know like grow together more with her it's it's uh, it's just too perfect well it would be an absolute honor to represent finland i think uh, we have done that in a way for already years because we have like 95% of the gigs we play it's outside of finland you know and we always bring the message being a fan to the world and uh, it would be actually quite natural for us and I really hope that we win. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be so many people listening right now who are going to be hoping for the same so Lowry to finish off what message do you have to all these people listening who will be who may be voting for you in the final of UMK in a few weeks time what message do you have? Well listen to the song our song Jezebel it's about it's like a tribute to all the strong people who do things in their own ways. And uh, it's really like supposed to give some power to you, to your day. Lowry, well said. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Eurotrip. And I wish you the very, very best of luck for UMK. Thank you so much. Look where we are. We used to be the rock stars. I never thought of no heart into this thing we could life stop gleaming. I wish there was a way to go back dreaming. It's very exciting right now, and I'm just happy to be able to just share a song that is so personal and get the chance to actually perform it live on a, on a big stage that just means a lot to me. So I'm just really enjoying every day right now. I love doing interviews, so everything that is happening right now, I just really think that I absolutely enjoy, and I'm just happy to get the chance to just play the song. So everything is great right now, to be honest. It's really cool. Nobody, no, I'm afraid of being a nobody. Don't wanna leave my bed, I'll just stay and never get it. I wasn't sure how people would react, um, but uh, they were super happy because they said it's so my music is so different than anything that Germany has sent to the to the Eurovision Song Contest in the last few years. So people were like, it's so cool that we got we at least get the chance to send somebody there whose music just completely uh, differs from anything else, but still kind of speaks for this country because Germany is very, you know, it's very different in, in so many ways. And so it's, it's really cool and people have responded very, very nicely, which I'm super happy about. Sometimes I got this kind of sting that's right inside my chest Its only purpose is convincing me that I'm a mess And even though it's always been an uninvited guest It finds a way and nonetheless wish I could change my address and, I know, started writing the song after watching an episode of The Office uh, The American uh, TV series, you may know it 
So the, the thing is, you know, for a couple of years now, probably since, you know, the whole COVID situation started, I, I was really feeling down for a long time, and especially last year, it was very bad. And I didn't really try to figure out why I'm feeling so so bad. I just pushed it away from me. And then I watched uh, this episode from, from The Office and there was this one sentence that just hit so deep. And it was, um, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. We used to be the rock stars. I never thought of no heart into this thing we could life stop. I wish there was a way to go back dreaming. No need to apologize Cause there's nothing to regret Well, this is not what I wanted Cause all the good things come to an end Oh, that is a big mug! I know, we're specialists at tea in this country. Or no, you are. Uh, but, but you're specialist you're England. You're specialist at fruit tea. And we also do like green tea with milk. I know that's really weird. That is odd. I've not seen that before. It's good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I have to have it with um, with milk. Hold me closer, although you leave before the sunrise. Might be bleeding, but don't you mind? I'll be fine. Oh, it kills me. I found the right one at the wrong time. But until the sunrise, hold tight, hold tight. When did you get the call that you were going to be part of Melfest 2022? It was in September, I think. Um, it was quite quite um, close to when we sent, sent it in. Who gave you the call? Because we've spoken to um, Callan Gunnison on the podcast. Was it her that gave you a call or was it somebody else? It was uh, later on, but first uh, it was my best friend, Issa, who is also a songwriter on, on the song. Uh, we've been best friends for 16 years. Uh, and she was calling me, maybe it's more now. Uh, she was calling me from uh, Greece because she was there with her family. And actually her mom uh, was Maria who just came in here because uh, I've uh, signed uh, to her mother's uh, label. Oh, so it was like all kind of a group uh, FaceTime meeting. Uh, and then we called up David who is also the, the third songwriter and uh, also the one who have, uh, I have produced it with. Yeah, so we had a, yeah, it was a call from Greece. Cornelia, people of course are listening to this. They may be in Sweden, they may be able to vote for you in the first heat. What would you like to say to them? Yeah, I would like to say uh, that I, I hope that, that you will enjoy the song. Uh, it's it's very uh, honest and beautiful. I, I really appreciate it myself. Usually I, I get sick of uh, songs when I've done like mixing and mastering. I get like, oh, I don't want to hear it for another six months. Uh, but this one I still feel and I still get like um, emotion, emotional when I hear it. Uh, I just uh, hope that you will enjoy it, and if you like it, it would be lovely if you would vote.
there was always like a problem with the timing. And um, and so this year, actually, well, last year when I got the, the phone call again, uh, it was super exciting because I was actually, actually, I I think I can do it. Like, let's, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Uh, so it was, it was super exciting, actually. There's definitely a big desire then from RTP, the broadcaster, to have you take part then. If this is the third year in a row that they want you to take part, they must really see something in you. I knew I had to do a song for the festival, but at the same time, I wasn't trying. I wasn't gonna try to do anything for the festival. You know, I, I just took it as how we did it for my album. My my granddad passed away in the end of 2020, and it was uh, like it was it was kind of awful. <laughs> and uh, and I think it was still very natural to suddenly be writing, and it comes out like that whole idea of wow, I've I've tried writing a million other songs, and still I I always write about you. And so it kind of, and then suddenly we, we did that song, and for me it wasn't even like, this is for the festival, it's kind of like, we're writing a song. And then in the end, when I heard it, I was like, well, actually I think we have, like, I think this could be for the festival, that, that's it. So I'm not as, as much worried in terms of competition. So for me, it's like, it's still a song that I wrote uh, and that I love and that I wrote with my best friend and it, that it, it was a natural process and something that I meant. I meant every word that I wrote. And, um, and so in the end, if people like the song and connect with the song, that's amazing. And then if people aren't super happy about whatever happens in the contest, it's also kind of like, well, in the end, that's, that's the con test but that's like a, a part of it in the end the song still exists as a as a, a separate thing you know and I I kind of like that idea well you can say thank you to the fans and I'll say thank you to you for joining us for a chat and I wish you the very best of luck in Festival de Cansao thank you so much thank you thank you for the invite Oh, what a journey that was. It just reminds you of everything we've brought you over the last couple of months of national final season. And hopefully we'll be catching up with some of them again over the next few weeks as we get closer to Turin, as well as some of their fellow artists going to Eurovision this year. Yeah, and that all starts next week. We'll be bringing you the first artist from the class of 2022 who is heading to Turin in May. And it's someone you haven't heard so far on the podcast. But before we get there, we've got to wrap up today's episode. And as usual, we'll do that with the one second song. It's me choosing this week. So, Rob, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. Here's this week's one second song. I think, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. And we are going retro, aren't we, this week? Who knows? I think it may well be a bit of an easier one, I must admit. Let's hear it one more time just to make sure you are 100% correct. Now, I think, I think I know it. Now, remember, everybody, on the one second song, we are after the name of the artist, the name of the song, the country they were performing for, and the year in which that song was performed. 
at the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, James, congratulations to you as well, by the way, because courtesy of Stuart in Scotland, who tweeted us the answer to last week's One Second Song on your behalf, you get the four points. Uh, Can Lynn with Heartbeat was last week's One Second Song. Nicely done. Thank you for that, Stuart. Uh, I haven't got the spreadsheet to hand, so we might have to update you on the points another time, maybe next week. But quickly, Rob, let's try and wrap up this episode very quickly, because I know you've got an interview to go and do. Ready for next week's episode. What do you think this one was this week? I think this is... I'm going to embarrass myself, actually, because my Eurovision history at this point is pretty patchy. It's Bobby Socks with... uh, I mean, my pronunciation is bad at the best of times. Is it Ladersfingen? And I'm going to say it was from 1988 for Belgium. Well, well, I thought you've you've kind of hit the post a little bit. Yeah, it was Bobby Socks, Ladersfinger, 1985, unfortunately, oh. not 1988. And Rob, it was Norway. It wasn't Belgium. Oh, of course it was not. Oh, no. Let's take a listen to the full thing. Honestly, I thought that was a four-point sitter there for you. I thought the goalkeeper had run away. It was an open goal for you to get four points, and you didn't quite do it. Never mind. Better luck next time. Thanks, everybody. I hope you were better with your Eurovision history than I was there. Of course, it was Norway, not Belgium. Anyway, the one-second song will return next week. And as James says, don't worry, Martin, who made us that lovely spreadsheet. We will get the spreadsheets out, and we will add James's points from last week and my... Three points? Two points. My two points from uh, from this week. But that brings to an end this week's episode of the... But that brings to an end this week's episode of the Eurotrip. And we close the book on national final season 2022. So thank you so much to each and every one of you who has joined us, whether it's just today or for every single episode we brought you during national final season. We'll be back with you, of course, in seven days' time as we start gearing you up for Turin 2022. In the meantime, don't forget you can keep up to date with us online. We're at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the emails. And you can read all of our exclusive stories over on EurotripPodcast.com. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Very, very nicely done. It's nice that for the first time in a while, we can say that things are just starting to slow down a little bit. We can now sort of relax, enjoy the 40 songs. Not my fucking lip balm over, so we'll do that again. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.